uh, youth team. And we're going to start with Stevie. So, round of applause for Stevie, our youth pastor. Morning, everyone. How are we? Good, good, good. Uh, before we start, I just wanted to get um, Jesse to come up quickly. Um, everyone give a round of applause. Jesse is super embarrassed about talking in front of this many people. But um, basically, Jesse rocked up at this church, I think, about a year ago on his own. And I, was, I think I was leading worship at the time. And my dad was going, oh, there's this kid over there. Do you mind having a chat with him? And um, we did. And then Jesse is kind of, I think you're probably the most regular member of this church, to be honest, more regular than me. Um, give him a round of applause for that. It's amazing. Um, but I'm just going to ask Jesse a couple of questions as his kind of experience of the youth group this year. Um, so Jesse, my first question is, if I can remember it, what have you enjoyed most about this year in youth group? Um, hanging out with my friends. So hanging out with his friends. So he's just made loads of new friends and I'll talk a little bit about what's been happening there. And the second one is, how do you feel you've spiritually grown this year? Um, been more confident praying. Awesome. As I say, he's super nervous, but give him a round of applause. Thank you, Jesse. There you go. Um, so we kind of back in October time decided to kind of restart our Friday night youth group. Um, so we had about, I think we started with our four of our younger youth. And what kind of happened was we were just kind of gathered there, played a few video games, spoke about a kind of a specific word. So we put a word like, hope on the wall and they'd write about what their opinion on that was and then we'd kind of share as a group and pray over that concept um but one of the things we ended up seeing was young people uh as they saw stuff was going on inside the building as they walked by during the youth group you get these kind of young people looking and going oh what is going on in there um and then they'd end up coming to the door and a youth leader would go up to them and be like you know this is a youth group this is what we do and we ended up just seeing a number of young people randomly just kind of coming in uh, to this youth group, and I was kind of going through the different names of the new youth we got in our kind of that group, and that kind of come come to church here and there. And it's about I think it's twenty one of them. Um, and I just want to thank you guys so much for your prayers because it, it is a huge honour uh, to you know allow kids that not even they're not fully there yet with faith and everything else, but they're coming to church. You know, we've one guy uh, he's not here today, but um, he I bumped into him in an ESOL class, and he just started coming and he calls himself an atheist but yet he's praying and doing a bunch of other things like that and I just think it's uh it's a really exciting thing and I just wanted to obviously share with you guys just keep praying for us as a youth ministry we need it for our youngers we need it for our olders and um kind of some of the others I've been doing so I've been trying to engage with uh different churches around the area so we did a um we did a joint sleepover with Christchurch Annerley, who are some kind of, I've gotten, he, the youth pastor there mentors me. Um, so we kind of did like a really great event together. We saw a lot of our young people really going for it in worship, and that was just a really encouraging and great time. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the younger youth ministry and the older youth ministry. We've done a couple of, like, week, we've done a weekend away this year, and we've been trying to, you know, engage them midweek in kind of a house group. Um, and yeah, and I think meeting them where they're at. So a few of them I personally have kind of met up with one-to-one for coffee um, and just had really good chats with them. And um, regardless, I think, of where they are with faith and this whole kind of thing we call church, you know, we, we, people want to feel loved and they want to feel that they're a part of something more than just their individual life. And I think as a church, we can really offer that. And yeah, it's just been a really, it's been so many ups and downs this year, but actually 
it's been amazing seeing God answer significant prayer. And the last kind of story I'm going to share, um, there's, um, there's a few um, of our young people that do um, really struggle with anxiety. And uh, we had this, um, I want to share this because it's happened a few times now, um, but one of these people, uh, when we have prayed with them, they had had like a panic attack during the youth group and we'd prayed with them. And um, I just said this very simple thing. I just, the spirit kind of filled me up. I said, I, I said to this person, would you ask Jesus to give you relief of this in this moment right now? And as this person prayed, she just felt a total release of it. And you could just see this kind of smile come on her face. And it was like, okay, it doesn't make sense why she's, like, this person's still suffering and ongoing with this stuff at school. But what this person does know is that God can meet her where, um, where she's at. And the last one I wanted to kind of share as well, back in Christmas time, uh, Caleb Bellet, uh, he was getting a little bit annoyed that there was no other boys in the youth group. So I said to him, well, if you want more boys to come, I want you to pray that more boys will turn up. And I think now that it's like three boys to one girl, as far as the young youth are concerned. Um, so yeah, and he, I just love it when I talk to him, he's like, He's like, yeah, he's like, gosh, prayer does work and really keep praying for us. Thank you. Thank you, Stevie. Maybe Caleb prayed too hard. Uh, Nika Bryan's our youth work student, and she's been, the last few months, she's been mainly involved with the older youth, and she's going to come up now and give a highlight from this year. So let's welcome Nika. Um, so yeah, as Stevie briefly um, highlighted, at the beginning of this year, we decided to take our youth away on a weekend away. So I think there was about six of them. And we went with an agenda. We thought, we're just going to go, we're going to spend time together, we're going to pray. We had activities planned out. But really, I think it was mainly just giving them the space to go away from church, from life, from school, and just really allow them to just pray if they wanted to sit up and pray, if they wanted to talk and have that conversation. And I think from that weekend, there has been so much prayer that went into it, but kind of coming out of it and just releasing them into, into praying, into you know, joining worship and pushing them more. And I think it's a domino effect because now when they're in new services, our first one was a couple of months ago. And usually with youth services, you ask people, like, can you please do this? And they're like, oh, well, you know, and with youth, they shrug and you're like, is that a yes? Is that a no? But they really felt encouraged to do it and step out. And I think from Eleanor, like, preaching, she is, I think that spark, that passion and something we see in our youth but isn't highlighted daily from, like, someone like Amelia taking up worship, people joining the band who wouldn't usually join the band be like, Joe, you know I actually want to do it. And it's about releasing. So I think definitely from the start of the year, kind of going forward, we're really going to just release our youth into their callings and really into their passions and um, just nurture it as a church, but as a youth team, just really nurture them and pray over them. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've got to say. But just like Steve said, keep us in your prayers, like lift up. But there is progress. It might be small, but it is so impactful in, in what they're doing. And I think it's more they're impacting us and teaching us rather than it the other way around. So keep on praying and it's going to grow. So, yeah. Thank you. And finally, on youth, James Maxwell heads up Switch It, and he's going to tell us about that. James is also on our leadership team. Yes, brilliant. Thank you. Uh, We've got a few visuals to accompany what I'm about to say. I don't know if we can see that. 
not that you need visuals, but I just thought for some of you, it'd be nice to, to see where we are. So yeah, please feel free to, to loop it around. Um, so I'm going to speak about what I believe are two of life's greatest unifiers, which is uh, Jesus Christ and football. Um, I, I don't know what's funny about that, but um, they are the greatest unifiers. Um, so yeah, as I speak, these, this is essentially what I'm talking about. There's a lot that I've got to say, but I'll try and condense it really quickly. Um, Switch It is a football outreach program. It's been around for 12 years. It's still going to this very day. Um, it was born out of the church. Uh, it focused, or the birth of it came around from the famous verse in Corinthians about love, which I'm sure you're all familiar with. It talks about love never fails. Um, love also endures. Um, the fact that love never fails and love endures is why we're still here to this very day. Um, so it's our chance as the church to do outreach work uh, via a football format uh, to the local community. So you've got children aged 10 to 16. Um, they love it so much that you get 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds. You get kids who are much bigger than me turning up because they love it so much. Um, I'm not saying that's due to us. Uh, that's clearly the work of the Lord. Um, so uh, the work of the Lord allows us to do this, and we've been doing it for 12 years. Our doors are open to children of all backgrounds. So in the 12 years that we've been doing it, we've had Hindus, Sikhs, Muslims, even during Ramadan, you've had kids turn up, play football, then go and break their fast and come back. Um, we've had Christians, we've had Nuwabians, we've had atheists, we've had a whole lot. So in a nutshell, it's a great opportunity for us to spread the word of the Lord um, using football, but also speaking to children from all backgrounds in our local community. Um, so I'm James, as Nigel said, I'm the one who heads it. Uh, so you'll see from some of the pictures, we've got Sam Desborough who helps out. You've got Nana Dixon. We've also had some other people here like Joel Legister in the back there who's helped out. Stevie, um, Tom Pickering, who've helped out. So um, it's a fantastic project. We still need help, obviously. Um, I'm not going to beg for money, although I do have some flyers at the background, at the back. If you do feel like uh, supporting financially, although ultimately... We need prayer. Um, prayer is the big support. Um, so through prayer, that will allow us to do what we're doing in a safe environment because money's not going to do that. Uh, prayer is also going to recruit more coaches because money's not going to do that as well. So I hope you're sort of getting the message of what I'm saying. Prayer will also allow us to convey our message of spreading the gospel uh, through what we do because, again, money's not going to do that. So what money will do is buy balls, uh, bibs, and so on. But prayer is what will uh, solidify what we do and allow us to do it for another 12 years, another 12 years, another 12 years, and so on and so forth. So hopefully that's crystal clear. Um, I'd love to talk a bit more, but I think I've kind of summed it all up really. So as I said, flyers at the back, please pray. 12 years and running, please support us. Thank you. Thank you very much, James. So how about we pray? That'd be really good. Uh, we thought this first section we'd be praying for youth and for the children as well. So kind of everyone under 18. Uh, we're not profiling the children's work particularly this morning, uh, but I wanted to, they haven't quite made it yet. Uh, they said they were coming yesterday. Um, Steve and Vicky Oddly, uh, we have the building in Forest Hill where we run the food bank. 
And what's happened this last year is once a month on a Saturday afternoon, they've opened up their home and opened up the hall, and that's a great space for parents, particularly parents with their younger children. So think of uh, Vicky and Steve as well, and think of Ricky, uh, Glennie who coordinates the under fives, think of the children's church team, and pray for the youth things that you've heard about. So five minutes in groups, and then we'll move on to the next thing. So please find someone near you that knows how to pray, and pray with them now. That would be wonderful. you bring your prayers to a close that's wonderful thanks for your prayers we take it as a token today while we're together uh, but then let the lord prompt us to carry on praying something linked with children and youth but not exclusively for children and youth uh, because safeguarding is wider than that is safeguarding. It's very important for every organization to have safeguarding policies and procedures in place. And if you listen up, let's regather now so we can hear. And safeguarding is very important to us. And we want to thank uh, Luke Aylward this morning for being our safeguarding officer for the last six months. He's not here, so I don't know if you want to shout loud enough to be heard in Scarborough or leave it till he comes back next week to, to thank him. But he's, he's not going away from it completely. He's going to be our, our second in charge of safeguarding. Uh, but Paul Bigmore is going to be our new safeguarding officer. So thank you very much, Paul. So we're in a transition from Luke to Paul, and then Luke will stay as the number two uh, safeguarding officer. So any safeguarding concerns address them to Paul once Luke's handed over to him or address them to Luke but for this last six months while uh, Luke's been uh, the main safeguarding officer Janelle has been his wonderful glamorous supporter number two we want to thank you Jen if you come up let's give Jen a big round of applause thank you very much for, for helping us and as you know Jen helps a lot with the youth and is also on the leadership team. Good. I'd like uh, everyone involved in youth, or if you are a youth, to stand up now. Please. That's good. If you're a child and at school, would you stand up now? If you're a child and at school, would you stand up and if you're under five, would you be held up in the air by a parent? <laughs> and if you're helping on the youth team at any point, why don't you stand up now if you're a youth leader? If you help on children's church, if you stand up now, that would be great. Any children's church helper. And if you help with the under fives work, uh, being part of that, or coordinate it, would you stand up as well? If you're not standing up, give these guys a round of applause. And let's pray as you go out and uh, 
Let's ask the Lord to bless these guys. Lord, we thank you for all the people in our church that are helping and leading youth and children's ministry. We thank you for the care and preparation they put into that. We thank you for our young people, everyone under 18, whether they're in the middle of their teens or just at primary school or under five. We pray enormous blessing in every way, in health, in well-being, And spiritually, Lord, we pray your blessing and protection on all our youth and children right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Good. Wants to go to Alpha now. And Paul's going to come forward and talk for a couple of minutes about Alpha. Yes, you may applaud. Great. I was looking around the room. I think I don't really need to tell you much about Alpha. I'm, I think almost everybody here, almost everybody here, knows about Alpha. They know what we do um, and how we do it. Um, but I just want to say a couple of things, and that is, um, I don't know what you think are the most, is the most important thing in the world, but what I think is the most important thing in the world is that people get to know Jesus into their lives. And that's not because I'm super religious. It's because I'm practical. You know, um, this life isn't going to end here. Uh, we're going we're gonna to die. The old body's going to die, but we're going to live on. We have a new body and a new life and a whole new future with God. I want everyone to have that. I want people to have access to the impossible. How do you get access to it? I mean, is that a ridiculous statement or not? We call God Almighty God. Well, is he almighty or is he only a little bit mighty? Can he do stuff or not? I believe he can. And I want people that I meet to have access to impossible things, to happiness, to, to feeling fulfilled in their lives, to having a decent life, to, to, you know, to, I don't know, just be happy and enjoy life. That's what I want for people. And overwhelmingly, that's why I'm involved in Alpha, because I want those things. Alpha's a brilliant tool. You, you know this. You know, we, we meet together, we have a chat, uh, we have a meal. Devi, Devi is our master chef. She, she's, she's like the Darren Brown of cookery. You know, she produces, magics up something for us. Her curries, actually, shepherd's pie. Ricky, sorry. Shepherd's pie. Debbie's shepherd's pie. Sorry. It's got to be said. It has to be said. Ricky's shepherd's pie is good. Debbie's, Debbie's shepherd's pie. Sorry. I know. Can you pull the arrows out of my back, Elaine, please? It's just Anyway, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we magic up some food. We sit around and chat. And then we have video, the video on the topic, you know, who is Jesus? Why did he die? Why should I pray? Uh, videos have been really well done. They're, they're modern. They're, yeah, they're interesting, engaging, and they pr- induce people's comments. So when the video's ended... For the remainder of the time, which is usually not long enough, we, we sit around and chat. I love it because how many times did you go to church in the past and people said, ask us all your most difficult questions? I don't think people want to go there because they don't know the answers. And we don't know some of the answers. But together we kind of get forward on helping people with things that have bothered them. You know, why do bad things happen to good people? Why is that? You know, why does the Bible seem warlike in some places and peaceful in others? Why is that? And people struggle with these things and we want to help them it's not that we know everything but just together we we come to some sort of um, solutions hopefully conclusions by the end of the evening um i just want to finish by saying this um 
there was a, a lady I was chatting to. This is what makes these things worthwhile. Um, she was brought by a friend, has been being brought by a friend. She's not a believer. And I just happened to say to her last Wednesday, it was very brave of you to come along to Alpha. You know, walking into a room of people you don't know, that must have been very difficult for you. And she said this. She said, um, well, it was for about the first 10 minutes. And then she, you know, true, this is true. This is not just bumping this up. And she said the atmosphere was so um, warm and friendly and inviting. After 10 minutes, it was fine. And, and when she's, it's quite a long call, so p- some people can't make every week, and sometimes she was missing. And I was thinking, oh, perhaps she's not going to come back, you know, the way you do. And, and she actually said, when I, when I had to work late and couldn't come, I was really disappointed. I think, yes. I was so happy about that because I thought she might have lost interest, but no, she was disappointed in not coming. And the last thing I want to say is this, and perhaps this is the most important thing. Um, we chat, and in the leadership team, we're chatting about our community projects and the other things that you're seeing come up there and people talking about. What is the difference between success and failure in these projects? And there are some projects that fail. They just don't work for whatever reason, and we've had to drop them and move on. And some seem to work a little better. We've been doing Alpha courses for a long time, and we've always kind of had little groups, and we were kind of satisfied with that. I sort of felt that we should be expecting more people, bigger groups, you know, a bit more sort of oomph, and didn't really know how to get there. And then somehow or other, um, just came up with the idea of um, emailing some... some, uh, There's a number of you here in the room, you know who you are, the whole group of people, um, that I asked, will you pray regularly, only for a few minutes, maybe a, a week, but just remember the Alpha course, you know, every week, uh, for a little time and pray that God will bless it. And what I do is after every, every session we have, the next hour, I write a little account of what happened the night before and ask people to pray. Since then, the last several house, um, Alpha courses we've run, it's, I call it the agony and the ecstasy. It's the agony thinking, will anyone come the first night? And the ecstasy is when you walk in and all the seats are taken up. I've had to eat my dinner standing up for the last two or three alpha courses because there weren't any chairs left yes that is success that is brilliant um and the atmosphere and the kind of i don't know just you feel it you know what you what you get when you're in a group um has been so brilliant and i do believe it's because we're praying so if we've if you if we can get a solid base of people that monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday would you say lord bless bless this project, whatever it is, it will make all the difference in the world. Prayer is the secret of success. I've come, I'm coming to Riz. I'm taking me all this time to get there. Sorry, Nigel's getting itchy, so I better stop. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Gary, why don't you come forward? Uh, we have the Hope Centre in Forest Hill. Our five-year lease is almost finished. Can you believe that? Where did those five years go? Uh, but we're confident about being granted another three-year lease, so we're not leaving. And lots of things happen at the Hope Centre, but one of the main things that happens there is Food Bank, and Gary's the warehouse manager. Morning, everyone. Uh, I do apologise. Um, I've been saving some seats for five invisible friends that haven't turned up. <laughs> Frank said to me, have you got five friends? <laughs> but uh, they're going to go straight to Alpha, so sorry about that. Um, anyway... Quickly, Food Bank reports uh, the Hope Centre for the tax year April 2018 to March 19. 
We did over 1,980 vouchers, which covers about 4,500 clients came through our door, which is a 14% rise on the previous year, which is quite amazing, really. And we know it's gone up this year already, the figures we've had coming through the door this year. Across the other centres, so the four centres, we have given away in the last year 68 tonnes of food, which I think is quite amazing. But we've actually taken in 67.6 tonnes, so we're not doing too bad. But compared to 2013 to 2014, we only took in 32 tonnes. So we've over doubled that figure now. So that's all I'm going to bore you with with that. <laughs> Nigel asked me to um, pick out three little stories. Um, one of them was a couple who came into food bank and they looked quite threatening, actually. The guy was covered with tattoos all over his face and the girl had tattoos everywhere and they had a dog, which was actually a work dog. And the girl suffered from these fits and, the, you know, the dog could tell when these fits were coming on. Um, but actually, they were such a nice couple and it was one of the um, last jobs Jenny did for us was see this couple. And Jenny loved them. But when you see them in the street, you probably cross over and think, no, I'm, I'm going away. <laughs> so that's one short one. Um, there was a lady who was coming to us before Christmas last year, quite regular, three or four times, and nice lady, and she had a lot of problems in her life. And recently, in the last few weeks, she saw me at a bus stop in Catford, got off the bus and come running back to me. And she said, thank you so much, thank you for you, to you, your staff, and all you've done for me. And she's now got a job. And she's actually since brought in a donation to Food Bank as well. So thank us. So that's great. Yeah. And one, one more. Uh, there was a guy who's always been in trouble with the police through his life and been stealing, robbing, muggings, various different things. And he said, sent us a cheque a while ago for £100 saying, I hope this can make up for some of the bad things I've done in my life. But um, hopefully you'll come and do an alpha course one day. <laughs> um, and also, of course, there's me. Because without Hope Centre, I wouldn't be here now. Without Lewisham Food Bank, I wouldn't be here now. So thank you for, so much for giving me that chance. So I oh, just want to mention... Nigel came in the hall on Friday about 6 o'clock. Left about 10 past 6. And it, yeah, it didn't stay long. And he said, oh, the hall looks pristine. He said, it smells good too. That's not me, that's the hall. Um, but we really need a shower, Nigel. You know? <laughs> Please, anyone got any influence, try and get a shower put into Mellon Road. So thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. He wants to move in there, but uh, you take my notes away with yours. I do. You've got mine in there as well.
Keep going. There you go. Thank you. It is. Good. We're going to hear from one more project, and then we're going to pray. Is that okay? And we're going to talk about ESOL now. So I need Rosa, and I think I need Rosa's friends, and we need Liz. So why don't you come up here, Liz, Rosa. Oh, there she is. Yeah. Good. Tell us about ESOL. It's really nice to see everybody. New faces, and uh, it's really nice. Beautiful, beautiful. ESOL. ESOL is the other side of the coin of overseas abroad. They come here. So God sorted out. People don't go. Let's bring them in. So they're coming here. And when they go, they, when they go through the door, it's like we're responsible for a soul and us are responsible for their wholeness, let's say. So the work of Isol for me is, as a teacher, is to, the teaching is just imparting your knowledge. For me, as a daughter and in the kingdom, there is more to it. So working with, um, with the, the people that come in, you know, you, you are in a way sort of carving out strongholds of illiteracy, of prejudices, of uh, fears, everything else that the person brings in. Jane knows that. You work in this also. We know we just don't work. We don't only pass on deep English. They have to adjust to this country. They have to change their mannerism because they, they can bring confrontation. Uh, there are several things of, of, that we work with, the ESOL students. Um, because of, my, of who I am, I feel very much sometimes the presence, presences that come into the room. So there have been situations where I felt um, attack just there in the room. So one of the stories, that was so good to have Liz because there was somebody else with me of the same um, mind. Uh, I remember one day, I don't know if, you, if I told you this, there was one day that Liz was not there. A few, only two days. There's only two days in this six years or seven years that we've been doing ESOL. And there was this student who I just could not, being honestly, I just not could stomach it. I just had this thing that I couldn't see or talk to this person. He would come and say, Rose, and say, oh, please. And then I would start flogging myself. You are a daughter of God. You should love. You shouldn't have this feeling. You, why do you feel so? And then he would come and say, oh. And then one day, we are talking in the break. There is a student talking to him. They're speaking in Spanish, and because I speak Spanish. And they were laughing. And I, I, asked, I asked her, what, she's a Christian. She said, why are you laughing? I don't know why I asked that. And then she came to me and said, sorry, 
It's funny. And then she came to me and said, um, he's telling that he needs to go back to his country because his son is there. He's being looked after by somebody. But it's okay because as he is a Freemason, this son is being... And I said, that's why. And I feel that when people come in, I feel... I mean, you can, you can see. I feel that sometimes this friction... So I went up, uh, Scott was there, and Scott prayed. So the person that went up was just completely in turmoil, spiritually, and I came down peacefully, and I said, that's it. Now that's been sorted out. So Esau, because we work with people from other beliefs, and that's okay, and some of them very heavy, and as they come in, we feel that. You know, there's a prayer. So there have been good stories, um, People who people have done exams and they've passed and that was been good. There have been stories of people. One student, you remember Gordon? Yeah. One student. One day she met somebody on the street. She's a Muslim. She met somebody on the street and she was taken to a church by this person and she was so enthusiastic. She was happy. She was really happy, and she shared this in class and. I felt the wall from the other Muslims. Whoa. I felt this, you know, in class. So it's really, it needs a lot of prayer because we are there alone, but we're dealing with that. And especially because it's on church ground, I think it gets worse. It, it comes, you know, it shows, you know, it's much more difficult. There have been cases of, yeah, there has, it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful, the opportunity. It's been the honor, the honor of serving Forestal, of serving, you know, the people, the community. It's been an honor, a privilege. And the good thing about it, one of the good things that came out of it is that every day after classes, we prayed for everybody. So for seven years, the students that have come, here, come there, they have been prayed for. They have learned every day after class, I can't lie alone. <laughs> no, that's true. We can't, you know, it was true. We, we prayed every day for each one of them, for those with problems. Um, yeah, it was, it was lovely. I don't know if there is anything I, I want to say. But really, just, I just want to pass it on to Liz. Do you want to say anything, Liz? Just Not much. I yeah. just want to say thank you anyway. Um, because Esau is bigger than just Rosa and I. Um, we serve the Lord, and he's wanted Esau. He's wanted us to be there. I've actually been, um, you know, supporting not just Rosa, but previous um, <laughs> tutors uh, for 13-plus years, and, and I've loved every minute of it because I've met people from all backgrounds, all cultures, and, and, and all, all different um, walks in their lives and different places in their lives, difficulties, and it's just been wonderful to hear their stories. Um, it's been wonderful to be working with Rosa for the last seven plus years, I think it, it is now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it is that. And, and so we just, you know, I would like to hope that Esau will continue. Um, yeah, we, we're breaking up um, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I will have to stop doing Esau for health reasons. I need to still to change my lifestyle. 
So we'll be swapping this, you know, this. The party will be on the 15th, not the 8th. On the 15th, because I've got a medical appointment. So um, it was great, difficult, challenging, rewarding, and above all, serving God. You know, humbling was really good. Sorry. Thank you so, so much, uh, Rose, for the last seven years and Liz, the last 13 years. I've been beginning to contact people to see if we can find new teachers and more team to continue that ministry. So we're working on that, uh, but that's not in place. Uh, One more chance to pray. So those three things, Alpha, Food Bank, and uh, Esol. Why don't you just get into, for a couple of minutes, get into twos and threes and just pray. Very much for that. Good. Uh, there's loads more that we do that we're involved in that we thought there's not time to get those across this morning. And there's another half a dozen things or more that we were hoping to get across this morning, but we've realized we've run out of time. Uh, so we're going to have to leave off some of the things we wanted to, to share with you. But it's been really good to hear from the people that we have heard from. Uh, I want to thank another couple of people. Uh, one is Paul Harneman, and uh, if you were around a while ago, um, it's all right, don't applaud yet. Um, Paul and Beverly have moved on to a church nearer them, down in Beckenham, um, and Paul has been a trustee for many years, and also the secretary of our company, Forest Hill Community Church Limited, so carrying trusteeship and an important office on the trustees. And while Paul's here, the wonderful Beverly has been leading the West Wickham House Group uh, and they're involved in that group. So I'd like them actually both to come forward and now you can applaud both of them. They've done so much wonderful work, so thank you very much for serving us. Uh, Paul stepping down as a trustee, and Femi, uh, who's working today, and he couldn't be here, so he's stepping down as a trustee. But if the other trustees would like to stand up, we want to thank them as well. And we have Elaine and Rosemary and Fiona and Vinu, and Luke is away this weekend, and Melissa's out with the two wonderful Corrie children. So those are the six remaining trustees and there may be a new trustee joining them. And we also want to thank the leadership team. So I'm standing up already. Sam, you need to stand. James, has he gone out with your kids? Uh, James Maxwell, you saw earlier on. Janelle, Paul Glennie, Scott, Scott not here today. Uh, Pat on the leadership team, do stand up. Devi, and Paul, Paul is not here, the other Paul. Uh, so let's thank the leadership team. It's really good to work with you guys. 
And each year we do put out to folk, if you can think and pray about someone with leadership gifting you'd like to suggest uh, to be included in the leadership team and if people get nominated uh, by a couple of people then we talk to them. Uh, but this year no one got the required nominations so there, there aren't a new cohort of people. Uh, Sam really didn't get enough to stay on the team, no. He's employed to be on it so no choice. Um, so, yeah, we haven't got new people joining the team at this point. Good. The next couple of things we're going to ditch because it's too late. But you want to know about finance, don't you? And at the AGM, you have to talk about finances. So I think we'll go here as our final section, and then we'll sing a song of worship to close our meeting. So finance, uh, Sam has been working hard with Gordon uh, on this, and uh, I've got one or two clues about finance. So there we are. And uh, as you can see uh, from those graphs, that's the last few years income in a nice pale green and expenditure in yellow there. Uh, thank you for turning the lights off. So our, our monies are in the early to mid £250,000 for the year. And a big change uh, this year has been a decrease in income. Uh, and we've also cut a bit of expenditure to, to mirror that, but not completely. And for the first time for some time, our income is a chunk less than our expenditure. So we need to monitor to that, that closely. And uh, the reasons for that is the previous year we had some... Uh, two or three really big one-off gifts, and you can't depend on them coming in each year, and they haven't come in this financial year. Uh, some of the income last year was because people made contributions to come on our weekend away, and we haven't done one this year. We're planning one next year. And then people move on, and we've had more people that have left the church in terms of giving the new people that have joined and started to give. So that's been the main reason for the gap between income and expenditure. Then a breakdown, Sam. And so all giving is about 63% of our giving is what you give through your bank, through your standing order, through the offerings on a Sunday morning, through other gifts you make is uh, about 63% of the giving, or £144,000 a year. Uh, and then the gift aid, if you're a taxpayer and you filled in your one-off gift aid form, that actually brings us in another £26,000 from the government as we're a charity. So if you do pay tax, it's really good to give tax efficiently and fill in the gift aid form. Uh, it's just a one-off form. And then the other big chunk of income is rental income. Uh, we have the Hope Centre, we have Here for Goods, and mainly the Hope Centre and to some extent Here for Good generates rental income. So that's a picture of our income. And then our expenditure, that's the main breakdown. So the largest proportion is the London staff. Uh, it's getting towards half of what we spend. Uh, the Hope Centre, we have to pay London City Mission that own it but the, the money that comes in against that more than covers what we pay in rent. The next biggest area is overseas missions. You heard from Kylie, you've heard about some of the other guys, and we're going to hear more next month. So that's the other big expenditure. Then our Here for Good Centre on the High Street, our Sunday morning services here, including gifts to people and 
visiting speakers, and then financial fees and insurance, and then other miscellaneous is the final category. So that's a picture of our uh, finances, and I want to say a huge thank you for all of you that give. And we need people to give faithfully in honour of the Lord. Uh, Sam and Gordon have helped draft a budget for the coming year. And all things being even according to that budget, we'll probably spend about £9,000 more than we'll receive. Things staying as they are. But we've got about fifty or £60,000 in reserves. So we've got plenty of reserves to cover that. But it'd be great to see our income boosted. So that wasn't the case over the course of the year. Any questions about finances before we close with a final song? Uh, if you want more details, all you've got to do is email in. Last year, I printed off 50 copies of all the PowerPoints and the profit and loss accounts and things, and two of you took them away. So we printed no paper this year, but you're very welcome to see the figures and see a full profit and loss sheet. But email in, and we'll email that back to you. I think everyone's thinking there's an alpha lunch to eat, there's other lunches, I'm desperate for a cup of coffee. So we would have liked to have shared, it's all right, Galena, you're on at the end, a hundred other things, but we can't. But I hope you got a flavor of some of the things you're involved in and helping as you're part of this church. If we could sing one more song, that would be wonderful. And while the band get ready, the wonderful Galena is going to tell you about something at Here for Good. Galena. Hi. Um, so the Sydney Mars Festival is coming next two weeks. So we, you all are invited to come. At Here for Good, uh, we will be four people who will exhibit our artworks. And uh, this is Diana, Jill, Lorraine, and myself. And we all four of us are from this church. So everybody is welcome to come and see our artworks uh, the next few uh, next two weekends 6th and 7th and 13th and 14th and, uh, and one more announcement I would like to say is that um, uh, some of you probably know that two uh, friends of mine uh, recently died very sadly and they were part um, of a mission uh, for charity uh, which work at uh, central London and that uh, charity um, uh, works with uh, homeless people and uh, marginalized people who live in that area. So uh, these uh, two friends of mine were part of it. Uh, and um, I was involved in uh, prayer for a healing of one of them. And sadly, he didn't. Um, he wasn't healed. He died. And his wife died few days after that. So it was a sad story, but I, uh, as a result of this, I decided that uh, the fundings of uh, um, my sold artworks will go towards this charity. And also, uh, because I don't force anybody to buy my artwork, but there will be a, a box for small donations. So if you would like to give one or two pounds when you come to visit the exhibition, you are very welcome to. Thank you. Wonderful. Do come along to Sydney Arts here for good. Let's stand together.
I've got greetings from Lorraine. She's had her nose reconstruction surgeries, big operation, lots to recover from, but she's doing well, and she sends her love and thanks you for your prayers. Let's stand and sing our closing song. <laughs>